0: Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're starting a new book, the book of Ezekiel. And if you've never read Ezekiel before, you're going to be a little bit puzzled, and you're going to say, what the heck am I reading? Um, Because at least when you read Revelations, you're prepared. You you go into it knowing, hey, this is Revelations. Things aren't going to make sense, or it's going to be weird. Ezekiel was getting visions. He was a prophet, and um, He was one of the priests that was exiled into Babylon and God revealed himself to Ezekiel. So it's not like Ezekiel said, hey, I want to sign up for this job. Oh no, God literally um, presented his glory to Ezekiel and it was mind blowing and then gave Ezekiel visions and spoke through him to, to warn the people of Israel or the ones that got exiled to encourage them. Um, to give them hope, to also let them know that there will be consequences if they don't turn their, from their ways. Um, and then visions of a new temple, a new things to come. So that's what's going to happen in the book of Ezekiel. There's lots of chapters. And so you're going to have to do a lot of reading because, you know, it's God giving him visions and, and speaking. And that's the kind of stuff you can't skim over. So let's just begin. And I'll just read bits and pieces. And and you know what you're going to be looking for when you're reading it? Look for the awesomeness of God. You know, people say, I can't see God, or I don't know what he's like, or what does he look like, what does he feel like, I don't know, I can't hear his voice. How do you hear God's voice? Well, you're going to learn the different ways that God speaks and the different ways that God shows up and the awesomeness of his being and how he can show up in many awesome ways. So that's what you're going to experience versus, oh my gosh, this is weird. Okay. Read the whole thing word for word. Okay. So in my 13th year, in the fourth month of the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by Kabar river, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God on the fifth of the month. It was the fifth year of the exile of King Chihuacan. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, by the Kabar river in the land of Babylonians. There the hand of the Lord was on him. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flash, flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. Its appearance, their form, in, in appearance, Their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight. Their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed with burn, burnished, burn, burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of the other. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the faces of a human being, and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the creatures on either side, and each had two other wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead, wherever the spirit would go, they would go without turning as they went. The appearance of the living creatures was like burning coals of fire or like torches, torches. Fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright and lightning flashed out, it, out of it. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. As I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. Their rims were high and awesome, and all four rims were full of eyes all around. Okay, so you see, it's already bizarre. Bizarre visions. But who are we to say the awesomeness of God? What, was he going to just show up in a cloud? In a burning bush? God's already done that. So here's another magnanimous way that God can show up. When the living creatures moved, the wheels beside them moved. And when the living creatures rose from the ground, the wheels also rose. Wherever the spirit would go, They would go, and the wheels would rise along with them because of the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood, they stood still, they stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked like something like a vault, sparkling like crystal and awesome. Under the vault, their wings were stretched out one toward the other, and each had two wings covering its body. When the creatures moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roar of rushing waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of an army. Wow. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. Then there came a voice from above the vault, over their heads as they stood with lowered wings, Above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli, and high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. I saw that from what appeared to be waist up he looked like glowing metal, as if full of fire, and that from there down he looked like fire. The brilliant light surrounded him, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. So I literally literally read the whole chapter one. Because how could you possibly skim over that? There's no summary for that. Chapter two. He said to me, son of man. Stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are ob- obstinate and stubborn say to them this is what the sovereign lord says and whether they listen or fall fail to listen you see god is pursuing even when they're in exile whether they listen or don't listen he doesn't stop pursuing for they are a rebellious people they will know that a prophet has been among them and you son of man do not be afraid of them or their words do not be afraid though briars and thorns are all around you, and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say, or be terrified by them. Though they are a rebellious people, you must speak my words to them, whether you they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. You, But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like the rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked, and I saw a hand stretched out to me. In it was a scroll which he unrolled before me, on both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and, wo- and woe. And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you, eat this scroll, then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scrolls to eat. And then he said, Son of man, eat the scroll I am giving you, and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. It seems so odd that they would eat a scroll. But when you get into the word, the Bible, you can literally just, it feels, it's like, I don't think he was saying literally, maybe it was literally, who knows. But metaphorically, eating every word and letting it digest into your body and becoming you. Ezekiel only had scrolls. We have the entire Bible. We have Jesus, and yet how many people are actually getting into their word and eating every piece, every, every word, every scripture, and letting it just digest in your system? So that's what he was telling Ezekiel to do. We can definitely get an example of that. That's what it's like getting into the word. And then you can definitely read chapter three. God likes to use examples as well. Um, and he does that in chapter three, um, verse seven of chapter three, but the people of Israel are not willing to listen to you because they are not willing to listen to me for all the Israelites are hardened and obstinate, but I will make you as unyielding and hardened as they are. I will make your forehead. So he's using, he wants him to feel and experience the people so he can relate. So he did what was it for seven days where he just felt the anguish like to feel the people. Um, but, but he kept saying, do not be afraid of them. Um, verse 12, then the spirit lifted me up and I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where it was standing. It was standing It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other and the sound of wheels beside them, a loud rumbling. The spirit then lifted me up and took me away and I went in bitterness and in anger of my spirit with the strong hand of the Lord on me. I came to the exiles who lived at Tel Aviv near Kabar River and there where they were living, I sat among them for seven days, deeply distressed. So yes, to relate to the people, he felt their sorrow. He felt their the weight of their sin. And oftentimes, people you love are sinning, and you feel the weight of their sin, and that helps you intercede even more for them. Um. So God placed Ezekiel as a watchman. At the end of the seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn them, warn the wicked person and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their evil ways, they will die for their sin, but you will have saved yourself. Ooh, accountability for your brothers and sisters. Wow. So chapter three, God is still speaking. Um, Moving down, and then he uses an example of not speaking, um, but moving down to verse 24, then the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. He spoke to me and said, oh yeah, here's the example. Go shut yourself inside your house and you, son of man, they will tie with ropes. You will be bound so that you cannot go out among the people. I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be silent and unable to rebuke them, for they are a rebellious people. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Okay, interestingly, I got interrupted while I was recording this episode. Um. Okay, so let's see, where did I leave off? So he's giving that example of this is what's going to happen to you. It, it really, God uses so many different ways for us to really relate. And that kind of relates to like real life. Sometimes we're going through a challenging situation. But it really helps us identify with some of the struggles of the world or what other people wrestle with. And then sometimes it's just all around a bummer what we're experiencing. Um So let's move on to verse 27. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you shall say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Whoever will listen to let them listen and whoever will refuse, let them refuse for they are rebellious people. Yeah, that's so sad. So, so sad. Okay, that was Ezekiel one, two and three. And I'm going to do my best to help you get clarity on the different visions and have an open mind when you're reading it. But definitely go back and read verse by verse because it's so important. If you really wanna know how God speaks, well, he wants to know how committed are you to getting into his word and digesting and eating every word that's in this Bible. How committed are you to wanna get to know him? Then he will reveal himself to you. But trust me, God is always pursuing his people. So there you go, my friends. Hope you enjoyed that, and I shall see you very, very soon.